welcome. This is As Time Goes By. You know, I have trouble saying this is as, but anyway, I got it out. This is Rich O'Brien, and I'm sort of the host of this thing. And my co-host, Raina Lucero. There had been one who wanted to know, Raina, how in the world you spell your first name. Oh, R-A-I-N-A. It's just like rain with, with an, an a. a on the mm -hmm. end of it. It's very simple. Yes. But there are other ways that you could have, could have spelled it, and yeah. so that confuses people. Yes. And Lucero, of course, is a common name. Uh, mm -hmm. Lucero. Yes. We've got that. L-U-C-E-R-O. And I am so glad to have you doing this with me. This is so... You are so good at this, and it just helps uh, get things across. I, I wanted to mention at the outset uh, something that you brought up as we were getting ready to do this podcast, and that's the school system and what's going on right now because of, guess what? COVID. Yes. The monster raises its ugly head again. It does, yes. I, it's kind of feeling very 2020 right now, mm -hmm. and that's that's scary for a lot of educators, you know, the students and the parents also that still have to find a time to work. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday and Thursday of this week, school was closed. So all the kids had to stay home. I know. The high schoolers worked remotely during those days, but the younger kids, my kids, didn't have any instruction to do. Oh. Yeah, but we were informed yesterday by Mr. Smith, the superintendent at the school that uh, remote learning <clears throat> will begin uh, Monday, the 18th. So your little one's still in school then until this? Oh, no. No, they're uh -huh. home. Oh, I see. And when did they stop? They they went on Tuesday, and that was their last day this week. Oh, okay. Sorry, so they sorry. were home yesterday and uh, Wednesday and yesterday. And, and that's a sudden uh, change in the adult's life, isn't it? It oh, is, suddenly. yes, yes, because then you were tasked with finding daycare, and some of our kids are in quarantine, which means mm -hmm. they can't go home or they can't go be around, you know, other people, grandparents or whatnot. So then the parent is tasked to stay home and not go to work. And uh, it, you just hope that uh, the, the parents in that case have a good uh, relationships with their employers. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's, that's uh, very interesting. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I I knew there was some of that. Someone told me just the other day that there was no there were no sports. Mm -hmm. Everything in sports is canceled from the high school. Right. Yeah, um, through the week. And I think for the high school, it's through the next week also. It sounds uh, like maybe they have two weeks. Now, is this because of a sudden COVID um coming along, or, or how would you state that? I mean, suddenly we have it. We didn't have it for the longest time. Well, I think we had it. It just, our numbers stayed low enough that we didn't, it, it didn't cause a, an immediate threat to, you know, the instruction in schools. Um, but I think that there were some kids that did test positive, and they had already, uh, you know, played sports or gone to other events around yeah. people in their, their groups. So that's what caused yeah. the shutdown is, you know, everyone at that point just kind of became exposed to one another yeah. between, you know, them and their siblings. And then we have teachers in the mix of all of that. So it was becoming, I believe, an issue as, you know, we didn't have the teachers to instruct even the kids that weren't exposed. Go. Yeah. So you got, uh, I understand it also affects the hospital, the clinic, yes. and so forth. Um 
I learned that Wednesday night at a at our church, mm-hmm. and so uh, there's a lot to be concerned about in in those terms. But of course, in 2020 we passed through it, and I suppose right. we can look forward to passing through it again. That's right. Yeah, we will definitely rally, and you know we'll we'll survive as we have before. Well, that's right, and I and I do want to mention also that coming and I this is this has had no effect on this that I'm going to mention, but on Monday next, which is the 18th, mm-hmm. uh, is my late mother's birthday. Oh, <laughs> oh, very nice. And I want to mention that just in her honor. She was good. She was a sweetheart. Good. But then on that evening of next Monday, we have at JJ's restaurant we have a bike club. Our third bout, as I like Good. to put it. Good. And um, if you're wondering about Fight Club, this is for men. And if you look in the newspaper, that the Independent, the last two weeks, there is an ad in there that tells you exactly what Fight Club is about. It's hard to describe, but the founder of Fight Club, which is a Caleb's Heart Ministry, mm-hmm. uh, explains it in the newspaper. And I think you'll find out uh, a little more that way than from me, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good ad that's in the paper, and I think it does a good job of explaining what you guys have going on down there. Well, you know, the interesting thing about Fight Club, and I found this to be true when we were in Parker, where uh, this thing has all started, um, is that Fight Club uh, has been a mystery to people until they get acquainted with it, and the, the questions that generally come up are from wives and girlfriends and mothers. Mm-hmm. And they want to know because in many cases, they see what Fight Club does for their husbands and so forth. Right. And it's a very effective, helpful thing to the women. Good, yes. You know, I can see that. My wife is always saying, is this the week for Fight Club? <laughs> yes. I, I thought it was just to get me out of the house, but I think it's more to it. <laughs> it may begin as that. Well, it may be. I don't know. That's uh, you know, it works for it. That works too, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on in our lives. Uh, a lot of it, and I know you feel this way, uh, and I do. A lot of it is rather threatening. Now, I'm a positive person. Right. I think positively. Yes. It's just you know the way I am because of my relationship with God and so forth. And uh, but to see. Uh, what's going on in government, what's going on not just in national government, but state government, and, uh, you know, and from Denver and all those things. Uh, and I, I want us to talk about that in terms of, of what it does for and against us, not in terms of who did what. Yes. You know, I don't think we have to do that. Everybody knows right. who's in office and all those things. So right, exactly, yes. But to get there, I think I have a roadway to get there. Okay. I brought with me two books. Now, I can't show them because this is a podcast, but I can tell you about them. There are two very important books in my life. Mm-hmm. The first is the Bible. Of course. That's, that's the book I cling to for truth, mm-hmm. and I have brought that along for show and tell. <laughs> or maybe it's just tell. Tell. Anyway, <laughs> the second book is a book that I've had for many years, and it's called, what's it called? The Constitution of the United States of America. Yeah, well, you know. You mean there is one? There is. Oh, and it says, and selected writings of the founding fathers. Good. 
that goes back a few years, doesn't it? it yeah, it does. And I, I went out and I picked some spaces or places rather that we can, well, there's spaces to, that we can talk about mm -hmm. here on this podcast. For instance, first of all, the Declaration of Independence uh, says in Congress, July 4th, 1776. Here's an interesting thing, though. It's headlined this way. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Yes. What a, what a thing to see. Unanimous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the group that, that wrote this, they didn't all see eye to eye, and they weren't all on the same side of, you know, the proverbial aisle that we have now. Mm -hmm. And so that it's unanimous. You know, in the worst yeah. times, those people were able to come together and unanimously write the you know this document and agree yeah. that this is the roadmap for our country. That we that said, speaks yeah. very loudly. <clears throat> exactly. I mean, you don't have to agree on every chop and tittle, as they say, but agree on the subject. Agree yes. on your your goal. What do you mm -hmm. want to, to to do? And it's nice to see that happen occasionally. Yes. Um, but, the, but I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I just find it interesting. There are a few things that um, it looks like some time ago I must have underlined. There, but, you know, underlining stays. So, That's right. But here's, here's what, and here's something else too, Raina. I have a feeling that not very many people know about this book. I think you're, you're right. I think that it's, it's something that's gone by the wayside. And we might learn through school bits and pieces of it, but when we read you know, from cover to cover, you know, oh yeah, it's it's almost like it's foreign. Oh, I didn't know that was in there, or you know, I can't believe that. Well, here's a beautiful thing. It starts out this way. This is the Declaration of Independence. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another. Now we see what that means. Mm -hmm. They're talking about England here. Yes and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause or causes which impel them to this separation. And then it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. People have mm -hmm. heard this that all men are created equal, and they're endowed by who? The party that to which they belong? Oh, no, no, it doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. To uh, the head of the government? Uh, doesn't say no, that. No, no. They're endowed by their creator, with a capital C, it says, with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. My, 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 yes. what an unusual way to think of things. Right. No, I mean, seriously, without all the uh, sarcasm on my part, <laughs> uh, isn't it amazing that these things can be written as they were in 1776 mm -hmm. by these gentlemen, many of whom did not worship God. Right, exactly. And there were others who did. Mm -hmm. And uh, they agreed that since the majority did have a faith in God, doesn't speak, doesn't speak of, of who this God is or doesn't go into theology mm -hmm. either way, 
and yet it respects this creator as having given to a mankind, I like to say mankind, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it, you know, that's what they're saying, uh, this, this ability and freedom to seek freedom and liberty yes. and oh, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. But we're always doing that. That's right. That's right. That's something day to day. It's, it's part of life. Mm -hmm. But if we have a government, as I said, state, national, whoever's running it, I don't care who's running it, if we have a government to that pushes down these freedoms, suppresses what I was trying yes, to say, suppresses yes. these freedoms, then how happy can we be in the pursuit of life? What about our jobs? What about our schools? What about our churches, mm -hmm. if they are in existence? What about all of these things? If the government, whatever government it is, as I said, that surpasses, suppresses these freedoms, that's communism. Exactly. At the very least, it's mm -hmm. uh, socialism. Yeah, yeah. And we know we have neighbors in government that are nations that are under that right. form of government, one way or the other. The other thing is, and I lost my place here. Uh, I didn't move my card. I, I think I did. But anyway, there, the amendments to the Constitution, to the uh, Bill of Rights, mm -hmm. I like the way that's phrased, the Bill of Rights. Exactly. We're supposed to have, well, here it is. <clears throat> Number three, the third one says, no soldier in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, not in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So there you have that, that free opportunity. You know, uh, a well, and this is Amendment 2, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and to bear arms shall not be infringed. What's that say? What does that mean? It, it To me, it means that the people, everyone in the country within, you know, these states of the, you know, that are united, you know, we have that liberty to, to bear our arms, our, our mm -hmm. weapons as we need to protect ourselves from any means that would come in and infringe on any of our, of these rights. And yet today, men and women are afraid to say whether they have such a weapon right. in their possession yes, or hidden in their house. Mm -hmm. Now, many people are open mm -hmm. to mentioning it mm -hmm. and carrying forth with people like the NRA and others. And, others. Uh, and that's, that's a good thing. But what about those who are afraid? What about a government that might tell you you can't do that? Uh, you know, they're, they're just... Uh, I am. I am. Um, I'm looking for another one in here. It says, uh, "Hold on now, don't go away." <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, don't leave us, okay? While uh, you look, Rich, I might just, um, yeah, do. you know, kind of go forward with this on the Second Amendment with people being afraid to, you know, to admit that they might have a firearm, and I think some of that is. You know, we don't want to be put on a list mm -hmm. 
because, you know, you don't want someone to show up with that list and show up at your door and say, I need this, this, and this, because, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and I know that there's, you know, with the, the laws and the, the safety things that we have is there are things that are registered, but everything doesn't have to be. And that might be something that good point, you know, in the future, it's a scary thing to think that someone can show up at your house and know exactly what you have. And we don't want to give all of that power to the government because we'd have to have, you know, means to protect ourselves if the government reaches, you know, overextends what they're able to do. And and that's a good question because it brings up a question about the power of government to mandate anything. Right. And there's a big squabble going on in our government right now mm -hmm. over that very issue. Right, yeah. Who, who has a right to say, you must do this, you must do that, if you don't want to do this or mm -hmm. do that? There was the First Amendment that I walked right past. Oh. Now, it says, Congress shall make no law with respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Of grievances, actually says. No, it said grievances, more than one. Mm -hmm. But but here's here's the thing about all of this. It only it does not just say you must have a freedom of religion. That's that's good in its own mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. But the prohibiting of the exercise thereof and abridging the freedom. In other words, it's saying you don't have to do that. Yeah. If you don't feel like you want to worship or go to church or mm -hmm. whatever, you don't have to do that. You're not, well, it, it just amazes me how far people have gone, or how far governments have gone to to tell us what our lives have to be and what we have to look like. And so, and there are, there are some of these things like this, um, what is it, the religion? Um, come on, help me out here with me. The CRT, what is that? Um, critical race theory, is yes. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a very scary concept for me anyway. Um, I haven't, you know, actually sit, sat down and read what these kind of curriculums look like. But, but we hear about it, don't we? Oh, we hear about it, yeah. And the thought that, you know, my children could be taught, you know, to basically apologize for you know being born yeah a, a white person yeah and having you know a privilege whatever that privilege might be you know and being born into something you know no one is no one chooses what they're born into oh, and we shouldn't yes. apologize for you know what what god made us exactly you know, god chose who we were to be and who we were to be born into yeah and and apologizing for that is is insane to me. Well, that's right. And I have um, several uh, African American friends, mm -hmm. but but I have them in ministry as well. And so, um, one of those, one of a very good preacher friend, said to me one day, we we're talking about all this racial stuff. Mm -hmm. He said, uh, "Where were you born?" And I told him the city I was born in. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, what was your mother's name? And I told him, what was your father's name? And I told him, he said, did you have anything at all to do with that? 
where you were born or who your parents are? I said, no. And he said, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio. And I said, that's too bad, but that was just... <laughs> and he said, my father's name was such and such, and mother's name was so and such. And he said, I had nothing to do with it. He said, I'm what they call an African-American. He said, I don't know why, because I never have been to Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm an American. And he said, Rich, I'm an American just as you are an American. And I said, I totally agree mm-hmm. with that, David. And so David and Rich sat on couches in our living room and discussed how alike we are. Right. Despite the color of the skin. You know, it's what Martin Luther King, of all things, mm-hmm. said. You know, we should respect people on the basis not of their color of their skin, but the content of their character. Exactly. And I, I, I totally agree with David, who is a good friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we have the same goals in life in, in so many ways. It just it just was appalling to think about anything other than that. Right. Yeah, I think that if we don't live life colorblind, mm-hmm. then we keep that racism alive that we do want to, you know, we want to separate from it, but we can't forget it. Because what happens, as you can tell through any history book, is the minute we start forgetting something you know, tragic or something that happened that we're not proud of. Mm-hmm. That's when those things repeat themselves, you yeah. know, and through history, yeah. it happens over and over. We see it in the Bible. We see it in, you know, in all the empires mm-hmm. in every, you know, in every area of the world, you know, in our governments, it's that history that repeats itself. And if we're erasing, eradicating these statues and monuments of, um, you know, Confederate generals oh, and yeah. soldiers, you know, yeah, what we're doing history. is, yeah, we're not paying so much as paying tribute or homage to them as we're paying tribute and homage to that history and the magnitude, you know, of it. And those are the things we need to remember that we never want to fight our brothers again. That's right. You know, like with the civil war, we never want to, you know, oppress anyone by their race there, you know, or anything like that, or, you know, and even now and by their sexuality, we don't want to impress anyone. And what we need to do is just keep remembering those times that we went through and not try to erase them. Exactly. But we oh, shouldn't so right. apologize, you know, for the sins of our fathers because yeah. we weren't we a weren't part there. of that. Yeah, we weren't there. <laughs> we weren't a part of that decision making. Well, and, and you know, mm-hmm. I you know that I grew up in the state of Alabama, mm-hmm. the heart of Dixie. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And even in my lifetime, and I've, I'm a little, I'm called an elderly person, by the way. Why do I even do that? But um, growing up as I did in the South, uh, there were racial tones right. going on mm-hmm. all the time. And um, I remember one story that I tell. And um, oh, by the way, I should mention this is as time goes by, and you're listening to Rich O'Brien and Raina Lucero, and we're just talking about what's what. Don't you think? Yes. (laughs) And so uh, I, we were talking about the 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 racial situation in that time, and I just uh, we I as a teenager, Mm -hmm. uh, the church that I went to, which by the way was an all white church, right? We helped the church, which was an all black church with its vacation Bible school in mm-hmm. the summer. I mean, that in itself seems rather strange now, 
Yes. It didn't then. Mm -hmm. and it was almost as if they couldn't do it, but we can do it for them, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, all those things. But I sat on the front row of a church, a black church building, with another teenager who was about my age, but he was a black kid. And we were waiting for the youngsters to come in with their vacation Bible school parade and do all of that. So we're just waiting, biding our time, saying very little. Right. And finally, and I'm not certain which one of us it was, but one of us said, is it always going to be like this? Hmm. And I remember saying, he must have said that, because then I said, I hope not. And I thought, I know how old I am. I wish I knew where he was, mm -hmm. if he is still alive. Yes. To discuss this with him. Mm hmm because it was like a connection that I had never had right. with a person of a different color. Mm -hmm. Never. And uh, I, I'm thinking, I wonder how many people have gone through those kinds of things and have experienced uh, like that. I, I remember I was, I was sitting next to um, a man. I don't know what the circumstances were, but we were watching a football game on television, and he piped up. And I was about 15 or 16. He piped up with something like, uh, you know what, the day's coming when there won't be any white boys on them football teams. That's just mm -hmm. the way he said it. Mm -hmm. And I said something I maybe shouldn't have said. I said, uh, what difference does it make? <laughs> it's football. <laughs> and he said, and he said it went, he went into the, the racial thing then. He said, mm -hmm. aren't you proud of your race? And I said, really don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't understand it. And I didn't then, and I don't now. Yeah. Why is it, you know, don't you want, you want the people on the team that can score touchdowns or, yeah. or yeah. hit home runs or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Anyway, that's my pipe down. I, I just, uh, I would like to see those things erased, uh, but, but not forcibly. Right, yeah. I, I don't think, want anybody telling me what I, who my friends are. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, your workplace isn't diverse enough. You need to hire more people of a of yeah. a different race. And instead of hiring, you know, maybe somebody that's just the best for the job, I think that that is, that's, you know, kind of way out there. I know that I won't, you know, drop any names or anything, but there's a large cell phone company that, you know, they're teaching basically critical race theory within their, their ranks. Oh. And they're, you know teaching their employees how to be more white ah. so that they can be more appealing to their customers or to their fellow workers. Really? And I know that there's a lot of people that have um, started quitting those jobs because they just don't feel that, and it, it's not just, you know, the white people, it's, it's also people of color and, you know, that are saying, no, this isn't okay in a workforce. You're not going to come in and start implementing these social things and political things into yeah. our workforce. And so I think, you know, we as a, as a nation, as the people, you know, we, the people need to <laughs> right. kind of put our foot down and say, no, this isn't okay. You know, if we don't want racism and I, I don't know anyone that is for, you know, you no, know, racism I, I, or, or no. a division of, of anything like that. I think we have to be the ones to stand up and say, no, stop. Stop dividing us. Let's all be colorblind. But we don't want to forget what has happened. No, I mean, but there, we, there want, was, we want a future 
where our was, kids don't feel I'm it. I'm sorry. There was a time when, uh, what was the what was the movie? Uh, Gone with the Wind. Mm, yes. That time existed. Yes. There were people like that mm -hmm. that went through those days. Yes. Uh, why are somebody coming along who has power and saying, we're going to cancel that movie? Mm -hmm. And I think you can't get it anymore on YouTube or anything. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, I don't gosh. know this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just... Saying, I think mm -hmm. it's uh, one of those verboten things, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head, and I, I'm wondering about this, Wayne. What about uh, in the larger schools? I don't think it's affecting us here. I hope not. No. There's, but uh, in the larger schools, people are like you who have children in school mm -hmm. are standing up at these board meetings, and you, well, you've seen it on television. Yes, yes. And making their uh, voice heard. Mm -hmm. uh, and why? Is that necessary because these things are being pushed on yes. all of us in, in mm -hmm. one sense or the other? And, uh, yeah. and with, yeah, with public school systems, you know, they rely heavily on, you know, state funding, federal funding. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these curriculums are coming down from your states and from the federal government. And so they're attached to the, that federal, that money that's, that these schools have to have in order to teach our children. Mm -hmm. And so it's either you do this or you're not getting this. It's a, it's a game of blackmail. It is. And you know, what's, what's the right answer? Because obviously I don't want my child to go and learn something as perverse as critical race theory, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I need them to have a school to go to. So, you know, what do you do in the meantime? Well, we have to start, you know, at a grassroots level, start with your school board. You know, mm -hmm. you vote in the people mm -hmm. that are like-minded that think, no, we don't want to implement this. So we have to stand up then and they, they stand up, you know, to the legislators and then they vote in the legislators and then they stand up to the, it's a game of, you yeah. know, of, so you know climbing the ladder of, of getting, eventually getting to the top, but everyone has to show up. Everyone has to vote. Everyone mm -hmm. has to mm -hmm. be ready for change. And we don't have to agree on every part of the change, but. Like you said, at the Declaration of Independence, not everybody agreed on exactly. everything. But but what about what about this? People are now organizing private schools. Yes, and there is a a move in that direction. However, I have heard, and I don't have anything to put this on, mm -hmm. but I have heard that there are those who have, uh, have organized private schools only to run into pressure, pressure, pressure. Yes and uh, have had to decide not to do that mm -hmm. and so forth. But it's, it's just uh, a part of what we're looking at here. It's just incredible uh, that we have that uh, uh, that past is, is haunting us and it shouldn't. Right, right. We should teach it. We should, you know, honor and respect what our forefathers went through and what, you know, ever since then, everyone, every American has gone through in our best times and our worst times. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we should learn from those bad things and yearn for those good things. You know, get back right. to the days of, you yeah. know, a lot of people say is I miss September 12th, that day. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we should all strive for, but it shouldn't be a day. It should just be every day. We should get back to that camaraderie, that, that togetherness, instead of so much yeah. divisiveness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many families ex experience what I was fortunate to experience. Uh, uh, a wonderful mom and dad, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, they were they were not of the church. Right. My parents weren't. Mm -hmm. uh, 
until I was. A little child shall leave them, I suppose. Yes. Uh, but, but the home, our home, was a sanctified place. Yes. In, in the sense that we, uh, we veered one another in the home. Well, we, you know, we had those problems. I, I remember the, uh, I don't know if it was a paddle or it was some kind of, <laughs> 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 uh, but I remember those days too, yes, you know, yes, or yeah. I remember, Richard, did you do so-and-so? No, I, you know, if I mm -hmm. forgot to do, well, you should do that. Mm -hmm. We, I learned those manners of, um, I don't know what you call genteel manners. Uh, as I grew up, mm -hmm. uh, my mother saying, and she was a, the Southern woman, you know, she said, Richard, did I see you walk through that door in front of that lady? <laughs> um, yes, ma'am, would be the answer. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to see that again. And uh, she would see it again, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. yeah. But just that kind of thing in the home, that respect for parents, I never, I don't remember ever sassing that's the word we use. Yeah. My parents. Mm -hmm. My goodness, that'd be the last thing in the world. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it is for me. I think, man, if I said that to my mama. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd be out the door. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a fortunate blessing, and that's what I tried to start this talk with today, mm -hmm. of being in a free country. Yes. And uh, Lord, may it also be that way from henceforth and evermore. Uh, for our children. That's where I concern my, mm -hmm. my thoughts. Exactly. We have, um, Diane and I, six children. It's blended. Yes. But it's six children, and uh, they live, I guess we dropped them off. I don't know what happened, but uh, <laughs> they live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Toronto, Ontario, Vancouver, BC, Aurora, Colorado, and here we are yes. without any of them. Yes. And yet, they are constantly in touch. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, and, and actually, I get on the text with the family only very rarely. Yeah. But uh, their mom does constantly, and I, it's fun to see grandmother, like my wife mm -hmm. is a grandmother, mm -hmm. and her relation with these kids, kids and grandkids, Yes, and how they revere and love this woman. Mm -hmm. It is so rewarding to me Good. to see how they treat her Good. in words. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, and then we have a, we have a reunion in our family right every other year. We tried to. We had to yeah. miss it because of COVID to right. 2020. Yep. But we've had it in 21, mm -hmm. and that means we didn't see each other for three years. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. yeah, we do it every other year, but it was three <clears throat> years. We got together at a place called, uh, I can't remember, Granby is the town, mm -hmm. and it's right there, the Snow Mountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. it. That's where we were. And uh, we had a wonderful time. Good, good. So I, I told you about my family. What does your family consist of? So I have, between Paul and I, we have six kids blended. Mm -hmm. And then, but for myself, I am one of five 
children. Oh. And my dad has passed on for almost six years now, but oh. my mom yeah. is still here in in Eads. And so mm-hmm. she is, you know, just that typical grandma. It's she, does she dote a little bit? Oh, a little bit, you know, maybe <laughs> once or, you know, here or there. But she has, and I, and I might, I'll probably get this wrong, but I believe that she has maybe 17 grandchildren, mm. you know, between you know, me and my, my five siblings, my four siblings. Yeah. And so, you know, it's my son, Connor, works at Crow's Stop and Shop, and sometimes he'll just get off of work, and instead of coming home, he goes to Grandma's house where he gets a snack, and Smart they sit, boy. And, you know, they sit and have their chit chat mm-hmm. time, yeah. and then I'll get a text message. Oh yeah, I'm at Grandma's, and I think you know that's a that makes me feel so good because there's a lot of kids that might not think I'm just going to go to Grandma's. I'm just going to go see how my grandma is. Yeah, and so I love that my kids have that connection. Oh yes, with oh, yes. with my mom, and I have two nieces that also live here in town. Um, well, one now, the other one has moved on since she's grown up, but. You know, they still go back to grandma's house. Yeah. And yeah, and even if great. it's just to see what, you know, cookies that she's baked today or mm. or to, you know, get a drink of water. It's just grandma's house is safe. And we when miss, I. Yeah. And I hear what you and, and go ahead with that mm-hmm. because I, I, we miss not having our kids mm-hmm. anywhere near us. Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. And, you know, when I, you know, become a grandmother in hopefully a very long time, <laughs> I want to be, you know, I want my grandkids to come home to grandma's house. And I want my kids to come home to me also and not have to knock on the door and just walk right in and, and sit down like they're, they're still home. Yeah. You know, because to oh, me, yeah. my mom's house, sometimes I still think of that. That's my home, you know, my house now with my kids and my husband, Yeah, that's my home, but it's also home at my mom's house. Right. And cherish that. Can yes. I give you a little little advice? Cherish every moment mm-hmm. with those who go ahead of you, Mom. Yes, you said your dad is already gone, mm-hmm. but you know to, to cherish that because then your kids will cherish you. Exactly, and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like I mentioned about our our deal. Uh, our family is just uh, incredibly tight. Yes, to live as far away as we all mm-hmm. do. Uh, one of our our daughters uh, has had a physical problem for a number of years. I, I remember, well, just almost all of her life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's due, I really think it's due to the tightness of the family. But she has communicated with us how it goes. Mm-hmm. She has this problem with it. She deals with it. Mm-hmm. Never complains about it. You know, now where did that come from? That had to come from the tightness of that family. That's right. mm-hmm. and, uh, and to see her, the support the family gives her after she mentions these steps that she's had to take mm-hmm. to try to improve her life. Right. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a gorgeous thing to see. Yes, that I is. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's special. And that's that American dream, you know. It is. We have our families and we love each other and, and we're just doing everything we can to live free and be happy, that pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that's right. I want to mention that Raina uh, is a writer, and you will see her pieces occasionally in the newspaper. Well, quite often, actually, in the newspaper, mm-hmm. The Independent. Yes. And uh, I had the good fortune of writing a weekly column mm-hmm. uh, about anything I want to. Yes. And, yeah, the publisher <laughs> is so kind to just let me do it, whatever yes. it is. And uh, I hope people will read those things. But... You know, there are other newspapers, there are other things to read and see. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we don't want to say that we're the only ones, except that we're the only ones. Yeah, that's I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, feel free to do that and to let us know how you feel about what we say. Yes. And these pieces. Um, it's, it's just fun for us, I think, in a way, and, and mm -hmm. a challenge to do it well. That's right. Yeah, that's what we want to do. And we want to do it accurately. And, exactly. And, and do it that way. So uh, the best to everyone on this, uh, this happens to be the uh, October 15th. 15th. Yes. yes. Time to pay those bills, I think. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking with you as soon as we can. We like doing this and we're trying to keep it going. And you can let us know what you think of it. But this is the pod, the podcast. I think a lot of people know that I did a lot of broadcasting mm -hmm. and I have a lot of trouble putting podcasts and broadcasting yeah. together. You know. But anyway, we, we'll do it, and we'll be with you next time right here. Have a great, great day. All right. Goodbye-bye. Bye-bye.